Hello and welcome to Build Momentum, where we make PR easy for education organizations. I'm so glad you're here joining us for our very first episode. We couldn't be more excited to dive in and help organizations like yours achieve big results with PR. In this podcast, our goal is to make PR easy for organizations like yours, nonprofits, startups, research institutes, and schools. You can count on learning how to develop simple, replicable PR strategies and how to execute on those strategies or how to improve PR plans that you already have in place. I'm Sarah Williamson and I've spent the past 15 years in public relations where I've been able to understand what works and what doesn't when it comes to PR and how to land results that build your credibility. I will share my tips for success and interview others who've achieved the same to provide you with a PR framework that you can use within your own organization. If you're looking to increase brand awareness, enhance your profile and stand out from the crowd, and you wanna learn simple, actionable strategies to do it, you're in the right place. If you haven't already, be sure to check out my latest free guide, how to write a killer case study. Even if you don't have data, you don't always have to have data to develop an amazing and impactful case study. You can find my free case study guide at casestudy.swpr-group.com. That's casestudy.swpr-group.com. Okay, on today's episode, we're gonna talk about humanizing your organization with PR. What What do I mean by that? Well, right now, more than ever, the entire world is talking about online learning and technology and getting kids to school, which more often than not means learning from a distance or remote learning. So nearly everyone is talking about about students and about technology, but few are talking to students themselves and people, the people behind the technology that's supporting our schools and our districts. Most of my listeners are in the education industry, which means most of us are helping students after all. So The more you can do to embrace the stories of the students and district leaders you are helping, the better off you are going to be as a company and the more human you're going to appear. So today we're gonna dive in and talk about six strategies that I recommend you consider if you are looking to humanize your organization and to connect more deeply with your audience and the people you serve. Okay, so let's kick it off with number one. Tell your success stories in the content you develop. What do I mean by this? How can you share the stories of those you serve? What can you do to bring their challenges and how you've helped them succeed to the surface? So one of the most, one of the easiest ways and most replicable ways to do this is through a blog or a podcast. For example, one of my clients is a virtual school and we've been able to develop a blog where we share stories of their students who are using the curriculum And at least once a month, we share one of these stories and profiles and they articulate the unique student stories It includes beautiful photography of the students in action, doing something in their life that they care about. And most importantly, we're illustrating how that virtual school is helping them and bringing their success to life. So So that's a perfect example of how you can articulate the humanity that you're bringing to those you serve by showcasing a student success story. You can also do this with an educator. You can profile a teacher who's helping to 
teach some of these students, profile why they're so passionate about teaching. If you are a technology company, you can highlight one of your curriculum developers and why they're so passionate about what they do to support student success. There are so many different ways you can do this. You can do it through podcasts, you can do it through blogs, you can do it through case studies, a multitude of ways you can bring the humanity of you, whatever you do, your product or your service, and share that with your audience. Okay, so we're on to number two. Number two is host a scholarship or contest for clients to enter. So let's say you're struggling to find those student success stories or client success stories in any form. One way to encourage them to submit their own stories and the success they've had with your product or service is to, to have a contest or a scholarship so that they are entering and submitting all of their successes and you're gonna be able to mine through those to find the golden nuggets. Really, truly, this is a win-win. They're sharing their success with you, you're gaining the success stories, and then you're rewarding them. These are stories that you can use over and over again in podcasts and blogs and content in testimonials on your website. And you can share it with the media. There's so many ways that a scholarship or a um, contest can be used. I will say that those are much more, much more work is involved when you're hosting a contest or a scholarship. So it's not the easy route for sure, but if you're looking for a way to really mine for those stories and encourage your audience to participate and share, then that is a, that is a good way to go. Okay. Number three is give people a peek behind the curtain. Who is your company or who is, what is your organization about? There are a couple ways to do this. So people typically, especially if they're looking to work for your organization, they want to know a little bit more about you. Tell me about your culture. Uh, tell me about what you care about as a company. Where do you, um, what do your employees typically talking about on social media. So there's a few ways to showcase this as a company. You can use social media and particularly platforms like Instagram and Instagram stories to share the lives of people inside your company, a glimpse at your culture and what you value and shared really just who you are and the pe people behind your brand. And this does two things. One, it gives people an idea about who you are, what, what you're made up of, and then also people can feel more connected to you as a company and as a brand because they're getting a peek behind the curtain. Another strategy is to develop strategic blog or profile stories on your employees. The more interesting and unusual, unusual their lives may be, the better to write that profile or blog. Also including powerful imagery with these stories can make them more engaging and easier for your audience to connect. One, one way I've done this in the past, it was actually for a different client in, in the healthcare space, but it was for a company that provided interpreting for healthcare systems. And they had interpreters from all over the world who would immediately connect with patients in healthcare systems virtually and they had these interpreters had incredibly powerful stories. Many of them were refugees and they had come to the United States 
and they'd come from all over the world and they were working for this company and they were helping patients to connect with their healthcare providers. And one of the ways we wanted to bring that humanity to life was to share these stories of these interpreters on the blog. And we did profile stories and they were so powerful. And we did an entire month uh, featuring numerous profiles on these interpreters and it was one of the most powerful blog series actually have ever done. It was really powerful. So don't underestimate the power of profiling your employees and bringing to life the culture and background that your employees provide. Okay, so moving on to number four. So number four is empathize with your audience's pain points. For example, understand what is your audience worried about? What are they stressed about? What are their biggest pain points and how can you help connect with your audience in a way where they feel like you're relating to them and you're authentically, you authentically understand the struggles and the challenges they're experiencing. One of the ways you can do this that I found to be very effective is to share content that captivates the challenges and the struggles that your client is facing. For example, we were recently hosting a podcast on the, the challenges that parents were facing during the pandemic for one of my clients. And we were having trouble finding a parent of high school or middle school students in the public school system who, I know it sounds funny that we were struggling to find this, but we were, we couldn't find a parent that would really be able to speak to the client's experience because the client serves mostly school districts, it was a challenge to find a parent who could speak to the issues. One thing I would consider is don't overlook the people on your team. For example, after a long search, we ended up finding a, the copywriter who worked with this client, actually had two students in high school, and she had a solid understanding of the client so she could speak to digital curriculum and she could also talk about her struggles with remote learning, but framed it in a way that articulated the brand messaging. This ended up being one of our most popular episodes and she was absolutely perfect. So when you're struggling to find a way to be authentic and relate to your audience, don't underestimate the value that your employees might have and people who are partners with your organization to share their challenges and their struggles. But they, the benefit is they can also articulate those challenges and struggles in a way that captures your brand messaging. So it's also quite a win-win. All right, okay, now we're moving on to, to number five. So number five I think is actually my favorite. Do not be afraid to share your challenges. There are so many ways that you can do this well and you can actually find a way to make your company more relatable Others connect with you and feel like, okay, well, they've made mistakes too. We all make mistakes. For example, did your organization make a mistake that you've overcome and now you're on a different path because you navigated through that certain difficult point? Sharing these struggles and how you've overcome them can be really helpful learnings for others and reminds us all of our own humanity. It's so important to do that more now, I think, than ever. I'm going to give you an example of this that's a little bit off script from the education industry. But I live in Bend, Oregon, 
And when I first moved to Bend in 2010, I did some PR work for Hydroflask. For those of you who are not familiar, Hydroflask creates insulated water bottles and they actually, they've now, they're pretty much available all over the world. And they were recently purchased by Helen of Troy, a multi-billion dollar company. But when I was working for Hydroflask in 2010, 2011, they were facing a big, a big turning point. They were having some challenges with a manufacturer in China that was struggling to fully seal the, the lids, I believe. There was a challenge with the lids and the former CEO, Scott Allen, made it his mission to travel to China to ensure that this was corrected. And yes, it was a huge problem because it was right before the holidays when they discovered this and it created major hurdles for their company. But he focused on the end game. He focused on getting that fixed even when they lost money in the short term. And I recently read an article in Inc, in Inc. where Scott shared this challenge and they highlighted how this company faced some major, major hurdles, but they stuck to their decision to do the right thing. And look what's happened to them now. They've been purchased by a multi-billion dollar company. So Scott was able to share that challenge publicly and the hurdles he overcame and people can relate to that. They know there's challenges in business and they can see how he navigated that and came out on top. So that's a really powerful way. If there's anything that you've learned, sometimes you can even just submitting articles to media outlets, lessons learned, potentially lessons learned during that pandemic, lessons I've learned as a leader, and sharing your expertise that others can benefit. People love those. They relate to those and they really trust leaders who are honest and transparent about their challenges. That is definitely one of my favorite um, aspects of humanizing your brand. Okay, and finally, number six is sharing your knowledge and playing the long game. Sometimes we provide resources and support and guidance to our audience and our customers without necessarily getting credit. And that is okay. For example, one of my clients, we started a podcast where we decided to take the strategic approach that we would not align the brand with the podcast and instead to serve as a resource for educators and to offer the education industry an opportunity or a platform to collaborate on important issues. And it's not branded as our podcast and we don't advertise it. It is truly a resource we created to spark conversation and build credibility. And it's working. The audience is growing every week and we're hosting guests from across the industry. It's been an incredible asset to their organization, even though it's not a product or a brand push. It's important to be authentic and to remind people of what you provide and how much you can help them but we're playing the long game and it's working and don't be afraid to play the long game with your organization to share resources because it will pay off in, in the end. It will pay off. Your customers will look to you as a resource and they will trust you for sharing this good content and this good information with them and they'll keep coming back for more. Okay. And finally, Number seven 
is to be authentic, as we've already talked about throughout this conversation, but also don't be afraid to remind people of how much you can help them. So don't forget that you're offering something of value that others can't. You provide something unique, special, and different. And finding ways to share these differences is really what will set your organization apart. That relatable authenticity is the key. So by this final point, I just want to reinforce that it is okay to take credit and to own what you do and what you provide. How are you different? How really do you support your clients in a way that is unlike anyone else out there? Authentically sharing this story on your website, in your content, and through your media outreach, case studies, and speaking opportunities, you will be able to leverage this. So own it. Don't be afraid to own it. Just do it authentically and genuinely, and your audience will see that. So there you have it, folks. My top seven ways to humanize your brand and connect with your audience. I mean, we're talking about students after all, so it shouldn't be that hard, right? Think about how these opportunities could benefit your organization, how you can make an impact, and some of the ways that you can build on this. I would love to learn which one you're gonna tackle first. Please share with me in our Facebook group. It's Build Momentum PR, the letters P and R, Build Momentum PR on Facebook. We would love to connect with you and learn more about how you are supporting education organizations. And don't forget to grab my free guide to creating a killer case study, even if you don't have data. Again, that's available at casestudy.swpr-group.com. casestudy.swpr-group.com. Thanks so much for tuning in today. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and write us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you choose to listen. We will be back with another episode of Build Momentum next week. Thanks so much and have a great day.